You're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network. New shows every day. Find us at thehockeypodcastnetwork.com or wherever you get your podcasts from. Hello, you're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network. I'm Mason Dixon, joined once again by Corey, the Bayou Benders, and this is Habs Nightly, your hub for Habs content. Alright guys, we are back on a lovely, sunny, bright day in Southern Ontario. I was about to say, how how about a a droopy, damp diaper in a St. Bernard Parish? It's been been gross, dude. It's been just rain. And I don't mean like just storming, just showers all throughout the day for like a month now. Um, So it's... It's like a hot diaper, you know. It's like, it's like a warm, warm pair of underwear after you've been just hitting the gym all day, just stagnant and wet. Been that nice, eh? Yeah, yeah. This is this is what this is what some people refer to as the best weather. Uh, I don't know who. Though. <laughs> well, regardless, how have you been outside of the weather, Corey? It's been a week since we've, you know, caught up. Uh, I've been doing okay. Uh, I got you. I piqued your interest moments ago. Um, I I picked up a shift this Sunday. Uh, well, today as we're recording, I went to work, uh, expecting to make a couple hours and I made two, which, excuse me, was in my opinion, a waste of time. Excuse me again, but I got home and immediately started day drinking. Um, I went and had sushi, spent about $70 on sushi, uh, which was fire. Shoo! Uh, had a bunch of delicious sushi. I've been craving sushi for a while. Uh, then me and my buddy, Matt, who I talked about before this, uh, shot the sh- you know, Jesus, shot the shit, shot the shit for a little bit. Uh, I've been rewatching Trailer Park Boys, and that was... Uh, that was like our show. I remember uh, when IFC got Trailer Park Boys in the U.S. It was like the first time we could really watch all the episodes, you know, once a night. And uh, it's a show that's like near and dear to us because like our, our late friend, Creamy, who passed away in 2015, 2016, um, loved it. Fucking absolutely loved it. So like watching it, it's like just like reliving like what it was like being your age mason right now like just that era for us uh <laughs> so we went out to eat and you know we just we just always do rickyisms or or layisms um uh had a good good lunch we cut my fucking uh, obnoxiously tall grassed yard cuz it's it's i get off of work and it's just completely damp and i can't do anything uh we did that uh, brought him home, had a couple more beers, went home, and then my buddy told me he can't go to a concert tonight, which I wasn't planning on going, didn't really have. I've seen every band that's playing, except for the band that's the headliner, uh, which I didn't really care to see. Like, I didn't care if I saw it or didn't, but uh, Mason got upset because that band is uh, Three Days Grace, and he apparently loves the band, didn't know that they were uh canadian so that's cool learn something every day uh but i was gonna go see wage war but i haven't their last album was good i'm a big uh first jesus i'm a big first album wage war guy and i feel like after the second album things kind of turned into a direction that is is a change and change isn't the problem it's just not the style that i wanted to hear so i just Kind of, I won't say it fell off them, just not as much listening to them. So I didn't pay for it. Uh, my buddy said he was too tired, didn't want to go. It's a Sunday. You know, he's got to wake up early for work tomorrow. So he gave me his tickets. And uh, I hit up Matt and I was like, yeah, you know, I guess I'm going now because we were, I was making fun of it, you know, four, four hours earlier and just being like, yeah, y'all have fun. 
uh with that shit you know i'm gonna get a good night's sleep and go to work and then here i am about 40 minutes from leaving to go see that <laughs> it's just two concerts in two weeks two weekends in a row that i didn't pay for that someone was just like here take this ticket i, I can't go i don't want it to go to waste and i'm seeing bands that i guess i wouldn't say i don't care for but just wasn't expecting to see and wasn't going to pay to see him. No, I, uh, yeah, there, there's a lot I want to respond to there, but first and foremost, it's absolutely appalling that you are not excited to see three days grace live. Maybe, maybe if I was like 16 again, you know, when they were like talking about popping. listening to like, I hate everything about you and like riot and shit. Like, but like you know, they've got some good new music too, man. See, I, I don't know anything about them except the radio hits because that's all it ever played. Um, I mean, I had listened to like some of the early albums, but it wasn't like I don't know, Mason. You got to think like for me, like this band came out and it was still like the CD era. You know, it was still like the radio era where it's. Are you talking like I didn't grow up? Yeah, but you were a child. You you weren't walking around with a fucking phone and shit. You know, I didn't have a phone until I was in fucking fourteen years old. That's what I'm, I'm saying. So, young. but but hear me out. Like like when they were big for me, we were the flip phone was like the modern tech. You know, the iPod. So I wasn't going out and buying albums, you know, to put on my iPod, which I did. But I, like, if it wasn't a band that. I cared about it. I wasn't buying it. So, yeah, I liked the band at that time, but I wasn't going to spend the money to put them on my iPod. You were, uh, sorry, you were, you were buying albums? LimeWire, buddy. Listen to this cat. Yeah, dude, you don't think I've gone through, like, three fucking laptops? Like, you don't think I, I got grounded from my parents for downloading fucking Lincoln <laughs> Park's Numb and it being a fucking virus? Like, dude, don't play me. I went through fucking LimeWire. I went through the other one, Napster, and fucking whatever the bear one was called. God, let me look that up. Yeah, dude, I was I was a pirate. You remember, I, I went through the Pirate Bay era, the Strike Gently, and you know the predecessors before that, the LimeWires. Fucking, I went through all that shit. And I believe me, I've destroyed destroyed quite a few fucking computers <laughs> in my day. So, yeah, I went to fucking buying CDs after that because it was cheaper to buy a CD than fucking not see friends for a month at a time. Jesus. <laughs> I touched the nerve there, hey? Dude, LimeWire was a fucking shit show. Son, you were li- it was gambling. It was literally gambling. Yes, they had the music you wanted. If you chose incorrectly, you are fucked. You're fucked. <laughs> I remember getting yelled at for going on LimeWire. Yeah, dude. How about how about downloading a fucking album? And you're like, oh, fuck yeah, this is going to be sick. U-Turrence. Uh, and then it takes hours for this fucking thing to download because, you know, you're using a fucking computer with, like, uh, Windows Vista and shit like that, you know, and, like, shit before that. And it downloads, and it's just the speech by fucking Bill Clinton about uh, Monica Lewinsky. You know what I'm saying? Like, like I, I know, buddy, I've, I've dealt with it. Uh. Hey, I'm not saying you have it. I'm just saying you're a goof <laughs> for not being excited to see three days. Grace. Hey, look, like I said, this was like, excuse me, fucking Seltzer's giving me the gas. Um, If this was like 16 year old me, if this was like, you know, right out of right after Katrina, fuck yeah, dude, I'd be excited as fuck. But my taste for music has changed, and it went into more of a progressive and heavier style. I'm not, I'm not not excited to see him, and I guess that's maybe being hypocritical because I kind of said that earlier. I'm excited to like knock a random band off my bucket list, but this definitely wasn't something I was expecting. You know, like. A quick so a quick peek at my Spotify, and I see I have fifty seven like three days grace songs. That's geez, to get, that to get an understanding of how of this fucking hate speech that you're pouring onto me. 
how it's affecting me. Well, I'm not trying to upset you or anyone else that might be like, I'm not listening to this anymore. This guy's this guy's ideas are just insane. Uh, it's stomp, stomp my cup of tea, you know, like, will I hear it and be like, damn, like, I remember this shit when I was a kid. Like, I feel like I'm in the hot topic, you know, uh, I will, you know, I'm, I'm down for it. And unfortunately, like I told you, my buddy Matt is like a diehard fucking fan. So I'm in it for the long haul. You know, I'll, I'll be there all fucking night. Uh, <laughs> um, but I'm not, I mean, upset. I just, I'm, I, I'm not I upset. I hope for you that they don't like just play their like newest shit, you know, like. I wouldn't know. I wouldn't know if it's not like the shit that they threw down our fucking throats on the radio. I couldn't tell you if this was a new song or it was a song off an album that, you know, an older album, I guess I'm trying to say. No, that's fair. It was a bear share. Was that, was that the old one? Oh man. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Uh, Yeah. I went through the trace album. No, 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 no. I'm like the turret, the old torrent uh, sites like LimeWire. Oh, like the one, the one before LimeWire. They, they it was like bear share or something like that dude like i just remember my mom fucking how, how can you do this how can you fucking do this like <laughs> being like i didn't know fucking everybody uses line wire because we would we would download all of like the skate videos like baker three you know sorry really sorry um bag of suck um Fucking zero, uh, the, the the zero anthology ones, the the audio uh, one, uh, just all the skateboard videos. Because like right after Katrina, dude, we didn't have shit down here, you know. So that's what we were doing. We would go skateboarding, and on days that when it when it rained, we would watch the same skate videos over and over. And we all had LimeWire, and we were all finding these videos and then and, and sharing them that way you know like whatever house we were at we can watch whatever fuck we wanted but you know music was heavily influenced into that too because they gave us all this is another story we'll go into one day when once well it's this month once katrina's anniversary comes back up i'll do some more fun stories from back then but they gave us ipods uh apple was like we're sorry for what you're going through here's an ipod uh for everybody and we'll go we'll go deeper into that story later because it's it's it was a fucking mess uh but yeah so everybody was just destroying computers putting shit onto their you know their ipod because we couldn't afford to buy a cd but then it got to a point where it was like the parents were like i would rather you buy a cd than break this fucking computer <laughs> so <laughs> all right well we could delve further in to all the illegal streaming sites of the past. I would but... love to talk music with any fans. So y'all send us some cool shit. I know we're deterring away from this topic, but in for future reference, I would love nothing more than to talk music with our fans. And if that's something y'all are interested in, uh, leave us a, leave us something on our, uh, God, what is it called? I'm, I'm blanking. Uh, our uh, our speak pipe that's www.speakpipe.com forward slash Habs Nightly. Leave us a message and I'll I'll either check it out or if I already know it, we'll discuss it. Just a big music guy. Continue, Mason. Oh, yeah. where, where are we going with this train? Well, as you know, not too much Habs news. There is some Habs news I'd like to discuss, but before we get into that, I just want to start things off with a little bit of a an NHL question, and then we'll finish up with the Habs news. Ooh, this is fun. A discussion that the NHL actually posted. Mm-hmm. Curious. I want to get your your input on this. Connor McDavid has 697 career points in 487 games played. That's insane, by the way. Yes. He's a four-time Art Ross winner a three-time Ted Lindsay winner, and a two-time Hart winner. Is he a Hall of Famer? 
Uh, I think it's a bit early. Um, if I he retired, if he suffered, if he retired today, are you asking? I think that's a bit tight. Today, is he a today? Hall He's won what two? It was back to back Art Rosses. I think it was double back to backs, right? He's won four Art Rosses, two but, double back to back. Yeah, I was gonna say. I thought the first two were back to back, and then he wasn't it, and then it was back to back again. Um, yeah, because yeah, I think it was because of that that crazy last you know end of the year, um, season ender. Um, I think it's uh, I think it's a bit early. Um, he definitely is directed to make. I, I there's no way in hell I don't see him being like a first ballot, um, Hall of Famer. I still think it's a bit early. He's on the right track. I think you could make a pretty decent you know, run as to why he would be, especially with like the Art Rosses being so dominant um, on a team that more or less like proves like just how skillful he is because yeah, they have pieces around him, but it's more or less the, the Connor McDavid show, you know? Uh, I don't think, I don't think so. I don't look. Well, I don't think he'd be a, a first, you know, first ballot. I think you could see him get thrown in there, but it would be. I feel like it would be more of like just like a, if it was because he had a career ender injury, I'd say it'd be based off of people feeling sorry for him, uh, and just seeing his potential and throwing him in at that point. Mm-hmm. That's okay. Me. So I'm just gonna throw something out there for you. Yeah, give me the stats that make me feel like a fool. Since Connor McDavid won the Art Ross in 2008, uh, 2018 for the first time, or 2017. Mm-hmm. Since he won it for the first time in, let me just quickly, yeah, 2017, 2018, okay? Mm-hmm. He won it twice in a row. The two-year gap, he didn't win it. He finished second both years. And he's just won the last two, back-to-back. 690, think about that. He almost has 700 points in 482 games played. He's won three Lindsays and two hearts. Like, if you look at his hardware, the only thing he doesn't have is a Stanley Cup. And then you look at what guys like Pavel Bure, mm-hmm. you know, that Pavel Bure was a first ballot Hall of Famer. I This may be controversial. I think he is a first ballot Hall of Famer. If but he I, If he was to fucking go out today. Yeah. I think he's a first ballot Hall of Famer. I think if I don't know about if he if he went out today, what is this what season is he on in his career? Like okay, just throwing it out there. Connor McDavid right now is twenty sixth in and in active NHL scoring. Yeah. He has 487 games played. He's in between Matt Duchesne and Dustin Brown. Jeez. Like, I don't know. I think he is. I really do. Mm. I I think he's at least a Hall of Famer. Okay, think about how great Tyler Sagan has been since He's entered the league, and, you know, we can say Mm -hmm. what you want about him right now, but I think it's fair to say that guy was a superstar until he got injured, right? Yeah. Tyler Sagan is 28th in active NHL scoring with 686 points in 825 games. Connor McDavid has 11 more points than him in half as many games. Yeah. For me personally... I think you give this kid, I don't know, you you give this kid like 10 years of just complete 
otherworldly status. Like, I feel like, uh, excuse me, um, like Pavel Bure, right? First ballot. I think that Connor McDavid has the sauce, has the juice to do it. I just think that if he's to get it, let's say Pavel Bure was just like unreal, but he played for, I think, 11, 10 or 11 years, something like that. I think Connor McDavid gets to like the 10 year mark or the 11 year mark because his first year was, I think, I don't think he played a full, a full first year. Um, I think he gets to like the 10 year mark in his career and he still continues to be like, like by no means, like he is like this younger generations, Sidney Crosby, if Sidney Crosby's not here, like, and that's not to say that, they're moving past them, but like he is the new era's generational talent. Mm. There, there's no one like him other than Kale McCarr on defense and Austin Matthews to an extent. I don't he, think what, Matthews is even in the same stratosphere. I, I, I get what you're saying. I think you give this kid, if he, there's no doubt in my mind that he's going to make it to 10 years um, uh, of playing, of playing years. Uh, but I think if he can get there, no matter what, if he has doesn't have a Stanley Cup or not, he's gonna get put in, and I wouldn't be surprised if it's a first ballot Hall of Famer. Um, okay, yeah, he's gonna, got the heart twice, the Ross four times. Jesus, I'm gonna ask you like one other question, then, okay? Okay, Jonathan Taves, Hall first ballot Hall of Famer, right? I don't know. Maybe I'm biased because I watch him in Dallas and I just can't stand him. Jonathan Taves. Oh, oh, oh I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> I thought we were still talking about uh, what's his name? Um, Tyler Sagan. Tyler Sagan. Jonathan Taves is a first ballot Hall of Famer. I think that's a very like. I don't think. No... I look. I don't think it's a first ballot. I think he's a Hall of Famer for sure. Three I don't think he's Stanley a first ballot. Cup. Three Stanley. He's a first I'm... ballot Hall of Famer. I don't know. He was already named to the top 100 NHL players of all time. I think it's fair to say he'll probably be a first ballot Hall of Famer. Okay. Right? Sure. Let's ignore the Stanley Cups. Jonathan Taves has 852 career points. If McDavid scores a bare minimum of 100 points next year, which I think is... Like, look what he does. Like, I think that's underselling him. He'll be at 797. He'll be less than 100 points behind Jonathan Taves is right now. And I know points aren't everything, but, like, just... It's... What he's doing is, un, like, almost unprecedented. I think it is unprecedented in the modern era. So, I don't know. I, like, whether or not maybe... I'll rewrote. You can change the question and look at it from the perspective of what do you less of maybe do you think he should be a first ballot Hall of Famer? I do still, but if I'm looking at it even just from the voters' perspective, if he broke his leg and never played again, I think he'd go into the the Hall of Fame first ballot. Connor McDavid. Yeah. Like I think we are watching something we have never seen since Gretzky. I can believe that. And uh, just the level of uh, like the level of the game nowadays, like it, it call it soft or whatever, but like the, the talent of these guys and, and the way the goalies play now, they're so much more conditioned and, and better and the equipment's better. Um, he's definitely like light years ahead of like, some of the amazing talents before because they just didn't play in this, you know, in this heightened athlete era. But Jesus. Uh, <laughs> no, absolutely. And uh, no, I'm sorry. I, I was still thinking. Um, uh, m- maybe, but I, I, I hate to say it. But I feel like if they did give him a first ballot because he got he got injured and never played again, he definitely has the hardware to prove that he deserves to be in there. Because 
this hardware is proving that if he's on a different team in this era, he's winning cups. He's probably would have won three cups. I just don't think he would be a first ballot Hall of Famer without having an asterisk of it being because he got injured and never played again. But I just think, I think even he's definitely he going to be a first ballot. There's, oh, that's even, not a even even if he even if he turd burglars the next couple of years, like he's gonna be. It's unreal. It's unreal to do this. And the the question I like that we've changed this question. Like <laughs> we both agree, if he retired right now, he'd still be a Hall of Famer. Yeah, I just I if I'm it was saying, if it was based on the injury, I think it would be almost them being like, we're sorry. I don't think it. Okay, I think if he retired, he would still be a first Hall of Famer. Consider like there, there is the argument to be made. Seven years, look what he did. Ignoring the stats, even okay. Have you ever seen a better hockey player in your life? No. Uh, it's almost embarrassing that the 2019-2020 season, he only got 97 points. Like, <laughs> Yeah. Like, like, could you, like, imagining, what's crazy to think is, you know, when he got 97 points, we still thought that this is the greatest player on the planet. Mm-hmm. Like, it, he'd still, you know, there were some Crosby supporters, but, you know, we all kind of knew deep down. And... Now, remember when getting 100 points was huge? He's changed the NHL. Mm-hmm. In seven years, the NA, you know, they talk about lately, oh, it's a young guy's game. It's a fast game. Do you not think that's because of Connor McDavid? And is it solely because of him? No, but oh my, you're getting kids who have like watched him for a large portion of their life enter the NHL. He's already molding the next generation because yeah, he's what 24, 25, but he's been in the NHL dominating since he was 18 years old. He's been doing it for seven years already. Mm-hmm. The influence he's had is already tremendous. And yeah, there's no doubt in my mind that like when this is all over, this is like, there will be a generation that swear. I'm not saying I agree with him, them, or this perspective. There will be a generation of hockey fans who swear on their lives that Connor McDavid was the greatest hockey player to ever live. I can see that. Oh well, it's not. I can see that it, it's going to happen. It's it's, it's going to be. It's LeBron and Michael Jordan. It, he is the, his own. He is this generation's LeBron. Yeah, and he's he just not as shitty. He is what Sidney Crosby would have been if Sidney Crosby never got hurt. Yeah, if honestly, if Sidney Crosby didn't get all those fucking concussions, this was the trajectory. But um, you know what's even more exciting? What? Is that, you know, as great as Ovi was, Ovi's one of the greatest pocket players to ever play, the greatest goal scorer ever. Mm-hmm. The yin to Crosby's yang, the eternal rivals, right? Mm-hmm. With McDavid, you know, and with Crosby, you know, it's fair to say Ovi was his rival, but there was never another Crosby. It was pretty, it was unquestionably he was the best. With McDavid, there's another one. And he's coming. (laughs) He's coming in this year's draft. But I think, I think that's a bit, I think that's a bit tough. I think it's too far. It's not a, it's not a one year difference. Like, I think no. Connor I, I get it. I but I think Connor Bedard, they're gonna I think it's too tough to put those against each other. But they're going to because that's how you know, fucking I don't think, sports media honest, works. I don't think it is because think about Connor McDavid won the Art Ross when he was twenty years old. Mm-hmm. When Connor Bedard is twenty, McDavid will be twenty seven. They or 26, 26 or 27, they will be in their primes together. 
yes, there's a separation, but I think it'll be very close. And what's even more exciting for house fans, you know, despite the fact that, you know, forgetting that we could draft Bedard because I honestly don't think we will. I think it's a lot to ask. If we stay in the, the, the worst team. three, we have a great shot. I just, you know, if you look at it purely from a number standpoint, the odds are very against Montreal. Yeah. But the Habs fans do get to see Connor Bedard at the World Juniors teaming up with Joshua Waugh, who finally gets his calling, finally gets the respect he deserves. These are not the set lineups yet. Obviously, they could change, but lining up in practice right now on the top line has been Joshua Waugh, Mason McTavish, and Connor Bedard. And that is incredibly exciting for me, at least. No, that's badass. I'm trying to think who I, I just like something. I think it was a former guest. Uh, I think Matt Drake had posted about it, uh, saying like, you know, like on, on the lines of like people who thought Joshua Wah was going to be, you know, an extra on this team and not, you know, uh, you know, first, second line, big, big minutes guy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I love to love to see it. <laughs> it's great. Riley Kidney has also made the World Junior mm-hmm. team. He is lining up as an extra right now, but we know how Team Canada plays. It, he'll get his, he'll get a chance. He will absolutely get a chance. It won't be Joshua Wall or Riley Kidney's last year of junior eligibility either. But oh. this is really I'm we're gonna you know as much as we're proud of Riley Kidney and he's deserved this look. I think we're let's focus on Joshua here. No, absolutely. Um, Look at the year he had last year. Like, absolutely, and we say it all the time. This is a former first overall QMJHL pick. He is very talented, and I think what I know this was a concern for me is that Joshua is not a guy that I think can play on your third line. He needs minutes, right? Mm-hmm. So it's good to see that he is being paired with players. Mason McTavish also, let's not forget, is fucking amazing. Third overall pick to the Anaheim Ducks. Yeah. It's going to be terrifying. Him and Trevor Zegers down the middle are going to terrify the Pacific for years to come. <laughs> but for Josh Waugh to get to play on a line with arguably with Matt Vey Mishkov out, the two most two of the most dynamic the most dynamic player in the world juniors and one of the top five, if not top four most dynamic players in Mason McTavish as his center. Like we're really going to get to see what Joshua can do. And I think it's a good, um, maybe not test, but some good insight for Habs fans, because ideally we're hoping that Joshua is going to be able to play with, a Nick Suzuki, a Yaroslavkovsky, whoever Montreal drafts this year, a very high-profile, mm-hmm. highly skilled offensive player, maybe even a Connor Bedard. You never know. And if he can keep up with those two guys and he can play well and he can thrive with them, this is like as high as I am on Joshua, if he can really have a good World Juniors, it's only going to improve his stock. It's only going to improve his outlook. And that bodes very well for this organization. When uh, when is World Juniors? It's it's not um, te- it's not highly televised. It's not highly talked about down here. So I'm a bit out of the loop. So the World Juniors are in August this year. They oh, um, thank God something to watch. August ninth. So in two days. No shit. And they run to August twentieth. Fuck yeah, dude! Let's go. Um, are they keeping the 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 jerseys from last year and the and the years before that? Yeah, so updates? it's the, the same. Yeah. It's the same World Juniors that got delayed, right? Okay. Cool. I think so, I think this is they had like U.S. had the jerseys that kind of resembled like the Windows uh, ninety five logo, like a bunch of squares, like kind of offsetting into the distance, like fading out. Uh, pretty mm-hmm. sick look. <laughs> So August 9th, it kicks off Chechia versus Slovakia. Chechia. Oh, yeah. So, so I call him a know, cat. I wonder who will be able to watch at 2 p.m. on August 9th. This guy, if I can find it. 
Uh, it'll be Yura Slavkovsky. Dude, I'll be, dude, Let's I'll do my best. Down. They'd be like, hey, uh, you're supposed to be cleaning lawns. Be like, fucking what? What is I'll work? Be what I'll is be work for $400? Um, and then the next day, uh, Canada plays Lafayette at 6 p.m. But no, this is going to be a huge world juniors for Montreal. Not only are we watching a bunch of guys who hopefully the Habs are going to be looking to draft, but in a very rare, um, like it doesn't happen very often where the first overall selection gets to play in the world juniors. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, usually like we saw it with Owen Power last year and he was absolutely phenomenal. Yeah. Um, very cool. So it's, it's cool. Normally they're in the NHL. So it's really cool. And I'm really hoping um that i get to watch a lot of this world juniors because it's it's an interesting it's you know gonna be a really exciting tournament to watch to say the least i think you'll have tom it doesn't sound like you do too much fucking work um (laughs) lol you got quiet i'm sorry if i hit a if i hit a nerve you just always talk about sitting in the car uh (laughs) oh fuck sorry i just for Thinking about it now, we're actually not going to be able to see Slavkovsky. That's my bad. I was saying that. That's why I was kind of stuttering there. I was like, mm-hmm. wait, forgetting something. Slavkovsky uh, is not playing. It was right. No, he did not. Play. Okay. Damn. I, I think I was getting excited now. Maybe though. that's still cool. Yeah. Sorry. That's kind of my bad. I kind of forgot about that. Let me, yeah, looking it up quickly. Yes. Slavkovsky is out. Mayshar is a maybe. I'm not sure what's going on there. Hopefully we get to see him play. But yeah, Slavkovsky's out. He is traveling to Montreal um, at near the end, though, to start working out the team. That's my bad. <laughs> it's all good. I think everyone will forgive you. Um, now that you say it, I, I if I'm if I'm not mistaken, there was like a I mean, Twitter's just the worst when it comes to like heated battles and shit like that, but I, I do remember now, like people were talking like uh, about uh, what's his name, the the guy we picked after Slavkovsky, his friend, I'm blanking. We just said his name. Sure. Yeah, was going to get a chance to play, but it's uh, well, or or should have a chance to play, but they didn't know if they were going to keep him away from it like they were him, I guess. Um, Mm-hmm. This was like maybe two, three weeks ago, but it, it's just kind of coming back to me now a little bit. Um, yeah, uh, nonetheless, exciting. It's a lot of young talent to watch, um, and I find I, I I was able to watch a little bit of it. You know, the last time we could see it, and it was fucking good. It was really good, and uh, I love the World Juniors personally. I, I think it's my favorite tournament. To watch. I hate that. And and I I think I'm I, I think I can get to that status if I ever get a chance to watch it because, you know we join we join this network. Um, hang on, I got to sneeze. All right, yeah. So we join this network, and I finally find like a good group, of um, of hockey minds that you know can like help me in my, you know, podunk town to like find new shit and it, like something we never seen down here was like any type of uh, development of kids, you know, world juniors, uh, anything other than the NHL, honestly. And um, I got to watch it that first year when we started the inaugural season, like the 19, right before COVID. Uh, and I was like, this is tight. And then I haven't seen it. <laughs> I haven't seen it, you know, since kind of. Um, and I think that's a bit, I mean, everybody feels it, but for me, it was like, I finally got put onto something that like, I was going to enjoy. It was a chance for me to finally be able to see, like, you know, looks at guys that we could be drafting or guys we did draft that were low in or still, still getting an opportunity to, especially if they're younger. And, uh, that was taken away from not just me. I'm not the only one, you know, the whole world did that watches this, but it was just brand new to me. Whereas like you Mason, like y'all been watching this for years, you know what I'm saying? Um, the national holiday in Canada. Right. And down here it's, uh, 
fuck, I don't, I don't even know what they're watching in the bars right now. Baseball, maybe. No, absolutely. Yeah. No, but I'm super excited. I, I'm kind of fucking sad now, remembering that Slavkovsky's not playing. But I, uh, I'm really excited to see Joshua and Riley Kidney perform. Um, it's going to be awesome. Jan Mishak's final year for Chechia too. So we'll be able to watch that tomorrow or um, not tomorrow in two days, mm-hmm. which is great. You know how much I love Jan Mishak. I feel like he's been very much forgotten uh, just with all the shiny new toy- toys the Habs have acquired. Um, is Sean, Sean Farrell playing? Do we know that? What for us? Is he US? Yeah, he may, he may have aged out. No, I don't see him. Uh, US, you got Brett Berard, Thomas Bordalo, Logan Cooley, Matt Coronado, Riley Duran, Dominic James, Matt Nyes, Carter Mazur, Hunter McCown, Sasha Petjuvov, Mackie, Sam. Yeah. Samo- yeah. yeah. Red Savage, though. Sick man. But yeah, no, really excited to tune in and watch that. I kind of forgot it was even approaching this soon because it's just weird to have it in August, but it's exciting to say the least. And, you know, this summer is going to fly by soon and we're going to be talking about the rookie camp very shortly, which I'm very much excited for. But before we kind of, you know, kind of move on, wrap things up, is there anything else you wanted to add today, buddy? Uh, I do have something, but before we get to that, we do have, you know, I'm a little more pressed for time than you are, but we do have an ad read from our sponsors over at DraftKings. So, folks, the action never ends at DraftKings Sportsbook, especially this summer with tons of ways to bet on your favorite sports. You can fuel your fandom and feel the heat of the season like never before. Plus, right now, DraftKings Sportsbook is giving new customers a risk-free bet up to $1,000. That's right. Make your first bet up to $1,000, and if it doesn't win, you'll get another shot to cash in. You can throw down on all the major action for baseball, golf, MMA, and more. Plus, with same-game parlays, spreads, money lines, (laughs) over-unders, and props, your betting options feel endless. Um, Hopefully, if you're a soccer fan like Mason, uh, Premier League, I think it's, it's either their second game or they started today for the most part for the Premier League. Uh, If you had your money for Brighton beating Man United, You've probably made a pretty fucking penny. <laughs> Jesus. That was uh that was fucking interesting. Um, that was the I guess to me, the the major upset of today's games. So I was a little upset that um that Leicester City was up two two nothing or two one and then had a draw between Brentford and they should have had that win. Uh, poor Mason with his team, uh Everton getting blanked by Chelsea. But, yeah, that's what I got today. Hopefully you put some money down on Brighton. But uh, best of all, you guys, DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable. As always, you can deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you want. So y'all download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code THPN. Make your first deposit and get a risk-free bet up to $1,000. That's promo code THPN only at DraftKings Sportsbook. That's a minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See the show notes for details. Always want to thank DraftKings. They they honestly have made uh, making this podcast that much funner because there's something very special about getting paid and uh, feeling like you're making a difference. And not only is it like the fans, like you guys that, you know, make us want to continue to put out content because honestly, we have had a tremendous rise in audience. And I want to thank each and every one of you uh, that listen and support us. Uh, we'd love to hear back from you. Uh, honestly, the best thing I can do is probably make uh, an account for us, like an email, so y'all can send in questions because we do want to be more interactive with y'all. Um, and that by far most is the most important thing for me, but also to just feel like we're doing something right. And, you know, with these sponsors coming in, it's giving us more money. And then in the future, once Mason uh, gets a hold of college and, and, you know, the, not the experience of it, but like gets his reins in and and he can navigate college a little bit easier. uh, There's so much more we want to do with this show. 
But uh, moving on, I guess, to the final. Well, it's mostly just once I get my own fucking house. True, true, or own room. Living in a dorm, <laughs> living in a dorm makes recording kind of hard, but yeah, we'll figure um, it out. But I looked, so I guess this will be the final segment, and it could be small, uh, it could be longer, whatever, whatever. But uh, I'm starting to get the, the phone calls from the boys. Uh, I guess they're getting excited to. Uh, I don't know. I, I can't think of a three days grace uh, thing off the top of my head. Sorry. Uh, but our buddies over at the Windy City uh, Benders podcast, that is the THPN affiliate for Chicago, um, you know, look at reaching for content in the off season. Uh, found something pretty fun and put up something really cool on Twitter. Uh, recommend the ad for you guys. Check them out. Um, they're talking about the World Cup of Hockey, you know, coming up. And I'm glad you're talking about World Juniors because it made me think of this. Um, what they did was they mentioned that, one, it's a shame that we're not going to have a North American team, which is, you know, 18 to 21-year-old kids, like the future of the NHL. Like last time we saw, what was it, McDavid and Austin Matthews. Or was it the year before Austin Matthews came? But anyway, it was like McDavid – McKinnon, uh, Eichel. In line with McDavid and McKinnon. Okay, yeah. So, like, it was, like, the future of the NHL. And it was some of the coolest fucking games to watch because these kids were rolling. Well, anyway, uh, the host, Tanner and Jerome, uh, posted what they would have made their North American starting lineup. And they – I don't know if they did this, like, a draft style because neither one of them have the same – people on their team so it, it leads me to believe like they did it like like kind of like you would fantasy hockey but uh i know who i would pick uh, of the two you know of, of the windy city boys who who had the better setup but i'm just gonna ramble it real, real quick for you and they put up a really cool uh uh fuck i don't know uh two really cool pictures up you know with with their with their team but they have first line well, the starting line, they have uh, Tanner's got Kachuk on the left, Zegers center, Caulfield, uh, and then uh, at the blue, he's got Makar and Chikrin with uh, Ottinger in the back. Now, Jerome's got Kirby Doc, Jack Hughes, uh, Robinson, and then he's got on the blue, he's got Fox and Quinn Hughes, a little bit of brotherly love, with uh, Knight in the back on the crease. Uh, both phenomenal teams, but I think Tanner has got he's got something going over there. <laughs> no, I think it's really I think it's, that, the, that the NHL is not doing that again. No, that I, was such a it, it's a team. sin. It's honestly a fucking sin. Maybe no, absolutely, especially I, with the young talent that the NHL now possesses. Mm-hmm. Like the imagine that team would could probably win. Like you got Kale McCarr, fucking Quinn Hughes, Adam Fox, uh, like Robertson, um, fucking Knight, Ottinger. Like you've got, and that's just the defense. Then you've got, mm-hmm. like you said, Jack Hughes. Like there, there's so many guys that would just don't. I think that team could win. <laughs> so and maybe, yeah, maybe, maybe that's the that. maybe that's the issue, and not not that it would be dominating in that aspect, but maybe. Because we saw, like, now it could be ass backwards because Team Europe did make it to the fucking final. But maybe it's a bit of a stretch, not enough guys for a certain, you know, like country or how they had to do the Team Europe again. I I'm, I don't know what, what it's going to be, but I, I think it's think a shame that we're not going to see that. I, but how are they going to represent the guys that aren't, you know? I'm not sure. I'm, like, you know like what? Germany, I'm you know? I'm just excited that they're bringing it back. No, absolutely. Like, just because I'm hard, I'm heartache over not having Team North America. I loved the World Cup. It was so cool because I was I was working at Turtle Bay. I was getting back into hockey to a point where I could watch it every single day. And after the fucking season ended, it was just so awesome to be like, okay, I got a month and a half and then there's more badass hockey for us to watch and it was awesome and i i honestly regret not getting uh a world cup jersey during that era 
Uh, my cousin Cody's got, uh, I think it's a, it's, I think he's got a Canada one and it's, it's a Marshawn, which I'm not super excited for, but just the fact that like he bought one cause he was like, this is so fucking cool. Um, honestly should have bought an, uh, team North America would have been bad ass. What if they're playing us? What if it's not team North America? And what if it's like, uh, just like a youth team, you know what I'm saying? Like, like the, uh, I don't, I don't think the NHL is that creative to be honest with you, but they were this creative one time. There's a chance they can do it again. Maybe there's just so many good guys from all over the place. Maybe we get like a, instead of a team North America, it's just like the young guns team. That'd be sick. Dude. Oh, I agree. Such like, a cool fucking that, name. I think that'd be fucking amazing. Like that would be awesome. I just don't, don't think the NHL is creative enough to do it. Sign a petition folks. Yeah. Um, Cause dude, it's going to be fucking rolling. And hopefully, hopefully if there's no young guns, cause we know there's no team North America, but if there's no young guns, hopefully we see it. It gets the traction it deserves. We get another one, and they see the mistake they made by not letting these rising stars prove that they could play against, you know, the best in the league and, and give them that shot. Fuck, I would watch, a, uh, you know, like the NHL All-Stars versus the NHL young, young Guns, you know. I think that would be a fucking sick one too. But anyway, uh, a little strap for time. Uh I thought that was a good thing to bring up. I think Tanner's team wins. Uh, fucking Makar on the back end is just really don Ottinger Ottinger looked fantastic for what he was capable of doing uh, for Dallas in the playoffs. I think that's a, that's a fucking fantastic team. But I don't have anything else to say, Mason. I don't know if you if you got something you want to put up there. I gotta let you get get going. I gotta so get going. You can get me get me that three days grace T shirt. And- yeah. <laughs> it's gonna be so expensive. The, the mailing system from St. Bernard Parish all the way to Coburg, Ontario is gonna burn a hole in our DraftKings sponsorship money. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't have anything else to say. I want you to take us out. I just want to say thank you all to our listeners. Uh we love you guys. There's a reason why we do this, and it's because of pure love for the sport. And um, honestly, I didn't know that people would want to hear me talk, period. So it's been a pleasure. Yeah, well, thank you guys once again. You know, we're doing the one episode a week just for the brief off season that we were having this year. But, you know, we love it. As Corey said, we appreciate all the support. And we will be back next Sunday talking about the world juniors that are going on i can't wait i can't really wait <laughs> oh it's gonna be awesome so we appreciate everything appreciate the support we'll talk to you guys later all right see ya this has been hands nightly talk to y'all soon you're listening to the hockey podcast network New shows every day. Find us at the hockey podcast network.com or wherever you get your podcasts from.